groovy. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Knife Party Podcast. Um, obviously, if you listen to the last podcast, we were doing Princess Bride and we got way, way into it. And uh, because it was such a hot day, my equipment overheated. So instead of throwing it out and redoing it, we said, fuck it, let's do two episodes. I'm, of course, joined with me by the Antonius Montana. Say hello. Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy to be back. And of course, our, the person that sponsored this episode, H1N1 Zombies. Yep. And uh, we're talking again <laughs> about Princess Bride. This is episode two. All recorded in the same session, but you guys didn't know that. Uh, remember to <laughs> check. <laughs> exactly. Break, breaking cafe, baby. So uh, remember to check us out on Patreon.com um, slash KnifePartyPod. Also, remember to check us out on pod, uh, sorry, uh, KnifePartyPod.Podbean.com. And also, you can download that app. It's pretty dope. Um, remember to like and subscribe. And as I said, H1N1 Zombies did request this episode and did sponsor it. So thank you to him. I would like to give a shout You're out to Nick. Welcome. I'd like to give a shout out to Nick Neo because he picked out Event Horizon for the first time out of three. He actually picked, I don't know, a good episode. <laughs> hey, his, uh, his whole thing. Right. You don't have to be good movies. Uh, you no, know, he said this to me like in person he, or not in person. You know what I mean? Yeah. He said, they don't have to be good movies. Like that's his new saying. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You didn't say they have to be good movies. So we have some cool stuff lined up for you. Um, I'm just kind of like uh, giving you an intro for part two. That way, it's not kind of like weird when you jump into it. Uh, remember, for only one dollar, you can join the party and you get our new uh, video game podcast, which is called the Power Glove Podcast. And how do you feel about that H1N1? It's so bad. You keep your power glove off her, okay, pal? <laughs> For the $5 Stop the Bike, or sorry, not Stop the Bike, sorry. $5, I got five kids to feed. Remember, you can give a shout-out or a free advertisement every single episode. You just got to send me the message for that. And also, you get old uh, Slime Rack radios, which are not safe for work. And finally, the Stop the Bike, Stop the Bike, where you get merch, and you get to request episodes, and even ones that, um, I didn't say it had to be a good movie. And with that, we're going to get into uh, part two of one of our longest episodes ever, which is um, The Princess Bride. Yeah, let's do it. Let's now do we're it. zooming your Princess Bride review already I, in progress. I will zoom your princess every day. Extra butter. Extra butter. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why we had that skip in the matrix there is, as you said. I did. After talking about the six finger man. <laughs> yes. That's where we left off. Yes. Uh, sorry about that, guys. We had a little uh, equipment error, but uh, we're all better now. 
Um, so we were just talking about how the Dread Pirate Roberts doesn't take no pr- uh, prisoners. And also, Prince Humperdinck might be into dudes with six fingers, and that's why he wants to kill his wife. <laughs> there were a lot of reasons he wants to kill his wife. You First that- one was the Gilder thing. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you know. Second one was just a hissy fit, I think. <laughs> yeah. Wife, I can't have her. No one can. Oh, Basically. <laughs> sharpen my dagger, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was talking about the six-finger man. Going back to him, so um, now at this point, she's like being, I wouldn't say bushwhacked, but abducted. Abducted, yeah, kidnapped. By yeah. Humperdinck, right? Well, no, not by Humperdinck, not by, by Humperdinck. Fizzini and his crew. Well, Fizzini yeah. and his crew kidnap her uh, after the engagement. Technically, he, she, she wasn't abducted. She was summoned by... By Humperdinck? By Humperdinck. And that's when we get the scene where she comes out and she's all in her gown and stuff. She's like, I will never love you. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's her whole personality. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Yeah, she goes out for a ride. It was the only joy she found, apparently, was going out for a ride. Ah, now I see where yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I've seen this movie a million times, but it's kind of one of those movies that kind of blends together. So I didn't take that many notes. I only took three pages of notes, kind of like, oh, here we are, here we are, here yeah. we are. Because unlike Space Odyssey, there is actually a lot going on here. There's an A, B, and C plot, which mm-hmm. is, I love like when movies do that. It's kind of like a Seinfeld episode. Because you have the story of Wesley becoming Dread Pirates, right? Uh, then Not you, really. They just kind of cut to it. No, you have a backstory with him. A backstory, but yeah. Yeah. You know, because when they're in the whole fire swamp, he gives like dialogue that explains more than the whole movie Space Odyssey did. Yes. <laughs> True. You know, and it happens very quickly. I'm going to pipe you up a little bit. Can I hear you again? Hello. Are you there? It's no. me. Margaret? Margaret? Flowers in the Attic? I don't know. Or, or, or that one song by Suzanne Vega? I don't know that one. You don't know that one? It's about being beaten. Oh, yeah. That definitely narrows it down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's called quartered. That's a little different. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so our characters are lovable misfits, if you will. They're anti-heroes, right? Right Uh, now, they're just straight up villains. (laughs) No, Andre's lovable. Lovable He's lovable, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're, they're technically villains at this point. You have Inigo Montoya, who is... Very lovable. Very lovable. Yes. Very lovable. Out for revenge. Yeah, and then you have Vicini, who's kind of a slimy dick. Yeah. Now, not to make fun of Sicilians. It's it's okay. I'm but Italian. It, it's but different. A, a, oh, okay, okay. Well, you, you've seen true romance, right, about the whole Sicilian thing? <laughs> no. You've I never not, seen it? I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's a kind of Quentin Tarantino movie. Interesting. But there's this whole scene about Christopher Walken, and he describes why Sicilians are the way they are, and it's beyond racist. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's about how the Moors took over and <laughs> raped the Italian women. Oh, jeez. That's where the watch. Plus, uh, Brad Pitt's in it, and the whole time, all he does is smoke weed on the couch. That's his whole character. Nice. All right. It's pretty good. Give it a watch. That True sounds romance. like his actual person, but <clears throat> we might actually... <laughs> how much of a character there, you know? That movie we can make a lot of fun of. That that should be on our list. God, our list is getting longer and longer, dude. Our list of movies is becoming like Santa Claus's log, where it would just roll down on the floor if we were to open it up. As long as Llamageddon's at the top of that list, we're good. Llamageddon? 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, if we're going to watch that, then motherfucker, we're watching Santa Jaws, okay? Santa Jaws, okay. Followed by the Velocipaster. <laughs> Dude, I saw that movie. That movie sucks. It's it not so even... Bad. It's so bad. It's 45 minutes of, like, dry anal rape. And not in the fun prison way. I mean, in the, like, not, not the fun, fun first date way. Uh, yeah, it, it hurt. I had to bleed eyeballs after Dude... I don't understand this whole Sharknado thing that that caused this whole movement of yeah. shit movies, and specifically shit horror movies. And it's always people like that are hipsters, like, oh, did you see this shitty movie? If I see a shitty movie, I want to see Return of the Killer Tomatoes, starring George Clooney, his masterpiece, which is actually a good self-aware movie and not shove it down your throat. We're self-aware, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like seeing a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, right? Now, there's sometimes where there's a good copy, like, for instance, uh, Three Days in the Valley is a great copy of Pulp Fiction, but it's its own good movie. Anyway, I digress. We go back to Viseni and crew. Okay, they kidnap the princess and go. Remember, it's your episode today. Zombies. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. He presents as, you know, oh, we're traveling circus performers. And, you know, he asks if there's a village nearby. And she's like, no, there's nothing around for a mile. He's like, good. No one's going to hear you scream. Bonk. Yeah. And then, no, he just does that giant Vulcan, Vulcan neck, neck yeah. yeah. With his big meaty claws. <laughs> and she's just kind of, ah, that's it. She's kind of, ah, and she's out. And then he takes her off the horse. And then uh, they're loading her up to um, take her. Um, and they're on a boat. Yeah, well, they also have a ripped piece of cloth from uh, an enemy soldier from, or something. From yeah, Gilder. From Gilder. Yeah. And mm. They, too, are trying to frame Gilder. Yeah. Well, he explains the plot that, you know, they were hired by Prince Humperdinck to... Or they don't know it's Prince Humperdinck, but they know that they were hired by someone to frame Gilder into tricking Florin and Gilder into a war. Right. I don't know why... I miss these small little details, probably because I'm always chuckling when I watch this movie. And that, <laughs> no, because really, this is like a, a movie that I'm just, I sit there and smile like a little kid with my hands under my chin and go, hee 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 I just remember the whole thing. And it's like, you know, it's a seal of Gilder. Just, who's Gilder? Exactly. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. It explains the whole plot. Oh, you there. know what? Maybe I should just talk like Andre the Giant. That way it seems like I'm in character and not like I didn't pay attention, even though I've seen this movie like, uh, like at least 30 times. Oh yeah! At least shouldn't the giant play the giant here? No, I want to see Zach do it. Where you explain the movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so it starts um, with them kidnapping her, putting her on a boat, and they're gonna sail her to Gilder. I believe is where they're headed. Right. And then they realize they're being pursued. We're being and pursued. That starts the chase. Uh, <laughs> That's inconceivable. I don't think you know what that word means. Less, less yeah. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Would you, would you fuck me? I fuck me so hard. Oh, wait. She's Damn it, I don't have my person. computer hooked up or I totally play Goodbye Horses right now. Are you about size 14? Would <laughs> you? It's not good. She's so, a great big fat person. Uh, yeah. He takes a... He takes uh, Buttercup on the boat with uh, Vizzini and, and uh, oh, with Fezzik, uh, Andre the Giant, right, and uh, Inigo, and they actually like get along. They're just not part of the crew. They're actually friendly with each other, and they uh, and they kind of explain their backstory here too, which I really like. Where um, you don't get all of uh, Inigo Montoya's story, but he does. You know, ex they they kind of let it be known that they're here just for the paycheck, just right. for the coin yeah. purse, but. They are actually friendly with each other, and Fizzini can't stand it when they're like just talking back and forth. <laughs> yeah, 
they start uh, rhyming back and forth just to yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would you like a peanut? Yeah. You better stop rhyming. I really mean it. Anybody want a peanut? Exactly. <laughs> I God, do I do so like good. this this part of the movie as well. Because um, it gives you like a little bit of, you know, like, oh, these aren't bad, bad guys. They're yeah, still fun. Yeah. Perfect Rob Reiner humor where um, idiocy becomes like idiosyncrasy of like, you know, you could tell it's just, oh, these guys just have a wacky kind of personality, dry humor, dry wit, yeah, you know, mixed in with slapstick. Yeah. yeah. And, and not only that, but just like, you, you know from the get that the princess is not going to be harmed because these guys are just jolly old fellows. Yeah. <laughs> So, and this gets into the uh, the eel scene. Yeah. Where, you know, the princess tries to escape. She doesn't want to be on the boat. And, uh, you know, they. she quickly realizes that she effed up when she sees, like, a big old fin going by and hears right. a screeching noise. And then Fazzini, not immediately helping her, just, hey, uh, yeah, you're in the waters of the shrieking eels. Can you hear them? They're coming for you. <laughs> I don't think he says the line to her, but, yeah. Would you fuck me? <laughs> Go away, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had you to. You have no idea what kind of hell I can bring you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. A Lazarus comment, come on now. It puts the Buffalo Bill in its pocket. <laughs> it puts the peanut on his skin. It does as much as talk. Oh, God. So uh, they yeah. head to the Cliffs of Insanity, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they're heading to the Cliffs of Insanity, but they do rescue... Buttercup, the eel comes up like it's gonna bite her right as it comes Princess, up. Princess, would you like yeah. to get in the boat or not? Yeah, and then big old smack. Just you see this big old club of a fist come down and just whack <laughs> the thing, like those uh, alligator like things at the arcade. You know, where, where you hit them and just ouch. Yeah, yeah. like whack a mole. Yeah. Just yeah, smacks the shit out of the eel, lifts her up, puts her back in the boat. Yeah, and then by at the, this then, point they not realize, even the nape of the neck just kind of like yeah. grabs her dress and goes whoop. Yeah. <laughs> at this and then, point, they realize they're being she, followed. Did you notice that she's in instantaneously dry, like in the next cut? Yeah, yeah. They, I don't think we're supposed to know how much time passed, but we're just gonna say time. Right, passed. right. It was enough time. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, because well, they right. did notice that the she, ship was she, like far. She got off. dried off in the moonlight. Yeah. Well, I'll allow it. Moving on, there. You know, tropical weather. So they see the ship in the distance that's following them. They're like, ah, maybe it's just, you know, going the same way as us. And then they realize it's gaining on them. So they head for the cliffs that's of insanity. That's inconceivable. <laughs> Once they get there, the plan is for Fezzik to uh, climb the rope while all of them are just holding on to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he has, like, that apparatus that they all hook yeah. into, which I thought was funny because uh, Vecini's character is like a little baby on the front. Yeah. <laughs> like a car little carrier. It's funny because when they say that they're um, like a group of like traveling uh, uh, circus, circus performers, folk, yeah. in a way they kind of are. They yeah. kind of look at, yeah. You know, his brains, my steel, and your strength. You know, it's kind of like they do kind of in a way like act like a, a, a really a bad party. I, there you go. Yeah, you have your yeah. bard, you have your, your uh, rogue, and you have your fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Talkie man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bard. Yeah, there you are. Well, I mean, you know, but our all that all bards will die in every campaign. <laughs> Try it. You could have 18s down the board. You're fucking dead, dude. I'm <laughs> You're sorry. Deaths ahead here. So the first thing that they decide is like, okay, uh, Inigo, you stay behind. Kill this guy when he climbs up, because uh, Fazini cut the ropes. Now he's just holding on. How to would the you like cliffs. me to do it? Right. 
Yeah. He says like, "Oh, I'm gonna finish him left-handed," and he's like, "Oh, kind of in a rush, bud. Let's 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 go here." And he's like, "No, if I fight with my right hand, it's over too quickly." And it's like, "Oh, he's cool. I like him." Well, not uh, only that, I think too, there's a there's a um, a kind of uh, what do you call it? A uh, logic to this uh, over pride is. What about if he kills me, but I distract him a long time? Maybe right. I'll tire him out. That's kind of what I got from it. Obviously, when you at first glance, you're like, no, yeah, he's being overcompetent. He's being overcompetent. But then at this, in in a you know a second viewing, or a, in my state, like a twentieth, thirtieth viewing, you're like, you know what? That kind of makes sense because if you're really confident, you can always switch over and give them a running head start. Kind of thing, right? Kind of right. like when Billy pulls out the knife to uh, uh, fight the predator, letting everyone get to the chopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. You see what I mean? I'm I don't think he'd go knew he was going to get taken out. You don't think I so? Think he, he was so overconfident. He was telling him which uh, forms and styles he was using while he was fighting him. Before we right. get to this, though, it's my favorite scene in the whole movie when the pirate Roberts is climbing, and he goes. Could you hurry it up a little? And he goes, I don't suppose you could see the predicative than I am. Perhaps instead of complaining, you could help a little bit. And he goes, try that branch. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he helps them up, and they kind of have a conversation for a second. Right. He's like, oh, go ahead and rest. And, you know, I, 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 you need your strength, you know, before I kill you. And they kind of sit down, and there's, like, actually some backstory going on with both of them. And this is where we fall in love with Inigo Montoya, because... You know, he tells him about the six-figured man, and and he, you know, he tells about like how he, his father's sword, sword, and he shows him the scars on his cheeks. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, it's 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 a really cool scene. Um, it is my favorite scene. Just when he looks down, he goes, he's like whipping around his sword, like I was supposed to get hurry up, you yep. know, kind of thing. <laughs> I just really like that. Yeah, and he even calls down to him. He's like, you know, I got a bit of rope up here, and he's like, how do I know you're not just gonna kill me? I could. I could kill yeah. you when you get up. I can kill you now. Yeah. And he, he's like, there's no way you're no, going to trust goes, me. He's like, what if I give you my word, word as a Spaniard? Spaniard. He's and like, he goes, nope, that, no that good. That doesn't work for anything. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, no good. I've known too many Spaniards. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. That, no, I, that doesn't I, mean shit. I, uh, you know what's funny? This movie, I don't think you can cancel it, though. No. Like, you know, perfect. No, no Spaniard yeah. is ever going to go. How dare this movie? No. no. It's, it's too cute. It, it's perfect. Yeah. So eventually he says, you know, he's like, I swear um, by the soul of my father, you will reach the top alive. He's like, all right, fucking drop me the rope. Yeah. And then he pulls him up. <laughs> that is my favorite scene in the movie, though. Yeah. It really, it's such a cool scene. And then he pulls him up and we get this set and the set looks exactly like a set that was previously used in the original Star Trek series where you could tell those boulders are made out of styrofoam. Yeah. Right, right. But... You're not focused on that, or the fact that there's a perfect pull-up bar there for exactly. him to do yeah. the spinny moves. Uh, but, I mean, the moss isn't really covering anything up, guys. But no, there's the, the fake moss. There's a charm about it. Yes, there it's is. Really yeah. good. It reminded me definitely of like a, a 1950s, you know, like Count of Monte Cristo or something like that. Era like, Flynn kind of thing. Right. Yeah. No, I get that too. Yeah. But we got to admit the the choreography for the actual combat. Really good. Really, really good. entertaining. Still yeah. holds up. Especially when they go, um, yes, but there's something you don't know. I'm left-handed. And he flips it over and he goes, there's something you don't know. I am also not left-handed. And then they, they, and it speeds up the battle a little bit and it gets a little bit more intense. More and complex you see that, moves. Dude, yeah. And it was great too, because like right before Wesley tells him, 
Inigo Montoya is like, oh, like, you are better than me. I can admit that, but you don't know. And he flips over. Yeah. And then it's like, Wesley I'm... does the same thing. It was like, oh, you showed all your cards, bro. <laughs> when I you was, got messed up. When I first saw this, I was six years old. And I remember I laughed my ass off when I saw that. And I think about this. I was six, right? They spelled it out so well that I got it then. And still to this day, it makes me chuckle. And not just yeah. for nostalgic reasons. Just because that's like great writing. Yeah, 100%. Like that's like perfect writing. And that's that's another thing that I always say like modern movies don't have. The only movie that even comes close to that with like humor writing in an action movie, the last one I saw, and I'm not even a fan of this type of movie, but was like uh, the Ragnarok movie. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. Thor? If, Taika Waititi. He's talking about Taika Waititi's style movies. Yeah, yeah. From Thor Ragnarok, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like the humor in that is funny. I had something for this for all age. Oh, so I touched a nerve. Yeah, you have something I was going to bring up later. <laughs> well, I'm bringing it up now. Okay. There's one way we could do this movie again and not have it suck and have it be really good. You and I direct it, and he writes Taika it. Taika Waititi directs oh, it. Oh, okay. And then as a. So you, you got the same vibe as me then. Yes, I do. And I think it would also work bringing it back. And the only way to recast it, the only way we're going to recast this and still have it be good. Oh, this is fun. Muppets. <laughs> uh, you had me at more. Yep. And here's the thing. The one, the one human character, because there's always one human character. Has to be Princess Butterdink. No, it's Humperdink. Prince Humperdink. Yeah. Played by Adam Driver. So wait a minute. You, oh. So wait a minute. You want to make Jeez. you want to make Thor Ragnarok plus Shrek equals Princess Bride? Is that what you're telling me? Plus, and throw Muppets into the mix. For, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, who doesn't want my, yeah. having Pepe what as about, Indigo Montoya? What, what about if? If you just have Vecini as a Muppet and you no sell it the whole time, like he's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's yeah. let's uh, fantasy book here. Who would be your not that he's not that any of these characters are replaceable? Who would you have play as uh, Carrie Elwes? Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. Who would you have play as Nico Montoya? Like a Muppet? No, human or Muppet doesn't oh, matter. Human I'm going or full Muppet. Muppet. Oh, you're going full? Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, dude, I have no idea. Pepe. I have no idea who I'd want Nigo Montoya. All right, you go pass. I'll tell you what. Yeah. You know who plays the giant? Who? Glenn Jacobs. Kane. Schnuckums. No. No, Glenn Jacobs is a hilarious guy. He's got a great sense of humor, and he's got acting chops. He's been in three movies. Mm, okay. He, well, he, he didn't talk in Batista one of them. would be a better option. Batista can't act and he sucks. And I just look at him and go, Fuck <laughs> He would be him. actually really good for this. He yeah. would be good for this. Compared to Glenn Jacobson? Yes. Yeah. Or sorry, Glenn Jacobs? I sorry, yeah. I was yeah. okay. All right. How about how about Paul White the Big Show instead? No, I thought about that. I was like, no, no big show. Okay, all right. I, I would like it just for the you know. Okay, fine. Skip that. Catherine Isabel plays as Princess Bu Buttercup. Or Danica McKellar, you pick. <laughs> no, ScarJo. ScarJo plays as Prince Buttercup. I'm still sticking to Miss Piggy here, but Miss sure. Piggy. <laughs> so you just want to do just the Muppets Princess Bride. <laughs> Muppets That's Princess really Bride. Like I said, on. the only yeah. human character am... is Prince Humperdinck played by Adam Driver. <sighs> like having Sam the Eagle as the king. All right, let's agree to disagree, but it's my show, so I, I, I get it. Yeah, anyway. Mother Princess Bride, make it. <laughs> you know who should play as Humperdinck though? Depp. 
with all his scarves and shit. And he's kind of old. No, Jay Moore should play with him because Jay Moore is such a sarcastic ass. That'd be a good. It would be like, hey, what's going on, man? I'm Jay Moore. Fuck your mother. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, moving on. So they have a really cool sword fight. There's flips, action, great choreography. Obviously, no CGI. Uh, there's only a, like and one of the best lines right there at the end where he does the flip and kind of catches himself and then he throws his sword down, and does then, a double flip yeah. and then and catches then the sword it. Lands. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, and he's like, who are you? And he's like, no one to be trifled with. And he's like, I must know. Get used to disappointment. And then he okay. nails and him in they, the back of the yeah. head and knocks him out and he goes, I regret the headache you'll have in the morning, but sweet dreams. Yeah. <laughs> oh no no no! Just no, that's, say that that's for giant. Andre. Yeah, yeah, that's for Andre later. Yeah, he's like, I do not. Was it? Uh, yeah, I do not envy the headache you'll have when you awaken. But for now, rest well and dream of large women. Women, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he says something. Then the large women. Oh no, he says it, petite, He goes, it would be a then shame. The large women again. He says, <laughs> an ego. He goes, like it would be a shame no, for a swordsman uh, talent like yours to be wasted. That's what he that's says. That's what he says. Yeah. So now we have the the test of the However, giant. Can't have you following me either. Boom. <laughs> so, uh, how do you feel about rapiers being a blade man like me? I I like them, and especially for a really flashy fight where it's really quick action. I like the rapiers, and I like that they actually used you know, or even called out the real forms for fighting. Right. So having, that was kind of cool. Having a fucked up wrist, I would actually have to use my left handed. <laughs> uh, now we have the test of strength with the giant. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. How should I kill him? He didn't fall? Inconceivable. Yeah. <laughs> so, how should it's I kill him? It's only like the 20th time he said that so far. Yeah. So, yeah. He keeps using that word. So, we get to, uh, they're running through the field, and he's like, okay, take him out. Your style. And he's like, my style? He's like, pick up the rock, get behind the boulder. The second his head comes into view, hit it with the rock! <laughs> he's like, my way's not very sportsmanlike. And he formulates this idea where he's like, yeah, I'm just going to do this completely sportsmanlike. Yeah. I'm going to give him a fair shot, knowing that he's like head and chest and, you know, Do you guys notice every guy. show needs to have a little gimmick joke that goes throughout it? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. So... That's here what we comes, call a callback. Uh, here comes gentlemen. Wesley charging around the corner, and all of a sudden, a giant boulder explodes like in front of his head. Yeah. Yeah. Not on purpose. Yeah. Does he say something like that? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I did it on purpose. I didn't have to miss. Yeah. He's like, I believe you. He's like, so what do we do now? And he said, he's like, well, you put down your sword. And You're going to try can- and do the voice. Yeah. He's like, I think you put down a sword. Would you? I can't. It turns into fucking. Are you a size five? I can do it if I'm if I'm smoking. I can do it, but I can't. I can't do. My buddy does it way better. Yeah. Okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, we'll try and kill each other, each other, sportsmanlike. And he's like, so I put down my sword. You put down your rock, and we'll try and kill each other like civilized people. And he he rears back the rock. He's like, kill you now. And he's like, okay. Kind of got me there. this kind of favors you a little bit. It's so, like, not my fault for being the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. And he just chucks the ball, li- the boulder lightly. You know, this is a true thing that Andre actually got to make up a lot of his lines. And Rob Reiner like, fine. Because, you know, Rob Reiner is kind of like into that realism shit. Right. I don't think they had many lines for Andre. Like at all. Even like when he goes, I found these four horses. Like all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, this is so Rey Mysterio versus the Big Show. Basically, no, because there's no flips. There's only one move, which is a rear naked sleeper and a badly performed rear naked sleeper. By the way, it's more like a because he doesn't even have it locked in. You know, he's so thick. I know. Yeah. <laughs> But There's not a lot of neck meat there. It's just trunk. The, the great part is every time he slams Carrie Elwes against like the rocks, like he goes a little bit, you know. So so the acting kind of sells it, even though you know those are <laughs> yeah. styrofoam like rocks. Right, right. So he's slamming him while talking about him. Man, it's a lot harder to fight just one guy. He's like, I've gotten used to fighting like so many people at once. You I know, usually but, kill a dozen men. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you use different moves when you fight. You know, five people as compared to when only you only fight one, and then he finally says one and drops yeah the the chokehold finally you know gives way okay fun fact are you ready remember yeah. i told you he was in such bad shape he actually would there he actually could have probably yeah it was bad like during filming yeah. he had I to drop down his whole life but it was bad towards the end well it wasn't <clears throat> back in the day when he was a circus performer nah he had cardio like you wouldn't believe because his heart matched his body, but when he got older and older and older, his heart stayed the same size. Mm, right, like, right. You're humongous, Antonius, right? Yeah. But you don't have a pituitary grand problem, meaning no. all your organs match up to your body, yeah. right? You just happen to be a big fucker, right? Yeah. Now, I, my organs are actually bigger than my body should be. That's why my heart rate is like really high and it's kind of scary and they always want to do uh, thyroid tests on me every time oh, I go yeah, to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Because they're like, why is your heart rate constantly like 73? Cocaine like, and cocaine accessories. And why, why do you not require more than four hours sleep? And I'm like, because the candle that burns bright will go out first, but I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Uh, and then, but he had the, the, the kind of thing, the Peter Steele thing where it was like his heart didn't match to his size. Right. So the only option was we could do a bypass and we can cut out your pituitary gland and everything else and you'll be fine. But you can't fucking be wrestling. And when someone's on your back, I mean, Carrie was probably only weighed, what, like 170 pounds? Something like At that. Most. Yeah, it's not like yeah. a lot. He's dripping wet, right? Because he's, he's a short guy. I mean, when you see him and Buttercup, they're almost eye to eye. But... Think about this, cut after cut after take after take of having a guy like on your neck. Mm -hmm. Think about like wearing a backpack that weighed that much. Yeah. You know, I mean, to your body size, like say you wear a 60 pound backpack for take after take after take after take, it's going to fuck you up, especially if you got health problems. Right. Yeah. So the funny thing, heart problems. the funny thing about that is, is that was that knockout was practically real because I think oh, there was. Wow. I think they were supposed to do more. Like he was supposed to throw rocks, and he was supposed to roll or something. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, "We can't, we we can't, we can't physically do it." Yeah. So anyway, it, it was still a good fight. It was still funny. I still enjoyed Very it. Dude, they're a little yeah. back and forth. Let's put it this way: I enjoyed it more than him versus Hulk. I don't even care what you say. <laughs> Not, Hulkamania sucks compared to Wesley. Bit before my time. Okay. Now I think you were born around then. I was You're born, born in 86, I remember right? watching, you know, like Jake the Snake and, you know, Sting oh, did when he you had know? all his neon shit. Did yeah. you know that yeah, yeah. Andre hated Jake the Snake so much that he would really stand on his hair and grab his arms and stretch back? Ow. And that, oh, wow. uh, Drake, Jake said the reason why I have a bald spot was because of the boss. That was Andre's backstage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, name. And um, he even took a shit on him once. <laughs> in a bathtub. 
<laughs> so Andre the Gentle Giant was Andre the Gentle Giant, unless your name is Jake the Snake or Owen Hart. Jake the Chocolate Snake. Because they deserved you know, it. You know Owen Hart, Bret Hart's brother, took yeah, a dump yeah. in his bag once? Oh. oh, yeah. That's a way to piss off a giant. Well... I mean, it was Owen Hart, so... Anyway, going back to the movie. So Back to the movie. Now so, we go to the test well, of wits. Yeah, we go to the test of wits. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Fezzik is uh, dreaming of the large women. Yeah. Then the petite women. Then the most beautiful women. Then the large women again. <laughs> uh, this is my second favorite scene of the movie. The Battle of Wits. The Battle of Wits. I love it, because at this point, Fezzini thinks, you know, big brain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to outthink him. You know, so since he's like, you know, you've already, you know, beat my giant, which means you're exceptionally strong. And then you've bested my Spaniard, which means, you know, you're smart as well. It means you've studied. So he goes into this whole big spiel. I know it heart by, you know, by heart. I'm not going to do the whole thing. But he's ba he says now it's a battle of wits. So yeah. uh, how should we do this? And then the suggestion is, well, how about this? Instead of playing a game of chess, in a way, we'll have two cups. One of them will have iocane poisoning. Yep. And then we'll... We all try well, to out say, each other. He doesn't say that one of them has it. He's like, fine. He's like, you want to do a battle of wits? I have something for you. He pours two things of wine, puts the idocane powder in both of them, and then puts oh, it. Whoa, whoa, don't spoil it. You don't know that yet. Yeah. Well, you, I thought you see him do it. Well, you see oh, no, him yeah. put it in the cups. Yeah. And you they, see his back turn from yeah, the shoulder. Yeah, from the shoulder. Yeah. And he says, yeah. where's the poison? The Battle of Wits has begun. And then he has to deduce everything he knows about Wesley from that. All right. Do you know, Do you can you recite some of it? Because it's one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it starts off with the great line, just inhale this. And he's like, I smell nothing. He's like, what you do not smell is called, called iocane powder. It is odorless, tasteless, dissolves instantly in liquid. It is one of the more deadly toxins known to man. He's just, hmm, wow, look at the big brain on you. But then, uh, yeah, oh, God. Then the, so then Zini's whole deconstruction of everything he kind of knows so good. Like, about Wesley. So you beat my giant, so that means you poured it in your own glass because you think you can handle it. But then you beat my Spaniard, which means you think you're more clever than I am. So you poured it in my glass. But wait, if you are that clever and witty, you that, would have already known that. You would have already known that, and you would have put it on your own glass knowing I would drink from yours. Oh. And he's like, yeah, you're just stalling goes, at this point. And he goes, clearly. And then he says, but wait, there's more. What about if you poured it in your own glass knowing I would already know which you know, which would mean I would pick your glass. Now you're just stalling. But here's something you never should ever do. Never bet on a Sicilian when it comes to certain death. So nope. choose already. No, no, no. Because before oh, that, oh, yeah. Bad. Before that, you know, he uh, tells him, he's like, what in the world could that be? And he has him turn around. Oh, yeah. And, and then he, he swaps, swaps yeah, him. He's them. like, okay, me from my glass, you from yours. And he's like, ah, ah, like toasting him. Like, yeah. yeah you're going to do it? Okay. Ah, and yeah. then he takes a sip. And he's like, and Wesley, you know, he didn't know that he switched it. He's like, you guessed wrong. Actually, he did, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like, you guessed wrong. And he's like, he's like, no, you fool. You fell into one of the classic blunders. The greatest of witches never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well known as this. <laughs> never going against the Sicilian when, when death is on the line. And then, yeah. and then immediately, while mid laugh falls head, over. Head in spaghetti seven style. Yeah. And uh, the great thing is, and now he rescues Buttercup and she's like, how did you know a glass? And he goes, I developed a tolerance to came poisoning. Yeah, they were both poisoned. Now, here's the thing, though. Don't you think that him just sniffing out of that vial would have 
poisoned him originally? I mean, he didn't, you know, just <laughs> right off. No, the table. no, you know, he just he smelled. Didn't, like, mm, like a, a I'm whiff. getting a whiff yeah, of. Yeah. He yeah. didn't pull a Brian Warner, but it doesn't matter. That shit, if you, even if you do this, it's just like when you make chocolate milk, that Nestle Quick is still in the air. How deadly is chocolate milk? What are you drinking, bud? No, I mean, like, when you pour it in, you're like, <laughs> oh. Who's doing lines of chocolate milk? Chocolate is definitely harsher than strawberry, I'll tell you what. You think so? Yeah. What about the banana milk? Have you ever had that? Oh, good God, no. I've never snorted banana milk. <laughs> no, I didn't mean snort it. I just mean at it. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, so at this point, it's like, okay, you're coming with me now. And she's like, I know who you are. I figured you out. You're the Dread Pirate Roberts. And he's like, yeah, basically, sure, whatever. You know, going along with her. And she's talking about how you killed my true love. And he accuses her. It's like, no, you ran. He's like, you ran into the first guy who came for you. He's like, you know, you probably wanted the prince, you know. Yeah, he totally gives her the ex-girlfriend, you're coming back to me, guilt trip thing. And it's kind of pathetic in a way, but he does it so poetically that he doesn't sound butthurt. He sounds like he's, I'm teaching this bitch a lesson. Well, Well, I think think really he's testing her to Mm. see if she really is faithful to to Humperdinck or not. Yeah, because she still thinks she's getting kidnapped. And he's, you know, like, you know, oh, it's like, your true love will come save you. And she's like, I never said he was my true love. Who is "Mm." your true love? Yes. And they go in this kind of whole diatribe and... uh, my fa- one of my favorite and she lines. That he killed. Yeah, wow. and he goes, "You killed my beloved Wesley," uh, and he goes, "Perhaps I killed a lot of people." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just the way he says it is yeah. so fucking funny. And then he pretends like, "Oh, I remember that guy." Yeah, I told him every morning I was going to kill him. I, he, di- <laughs> he died well. Yeah, he didn't blubber. And every day. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry, I, m- I misremember. No, he, he said he didn't blubber. He died well, and every day he goes, "Is this day you killed me?" And he would tell him a story or some shit no, like that? No, that was later that in was the later. fire swamp. Oh, yeah. so they're That's still arguing. I was, like, I, was, I was ahead of it. Yeah. And she gets all pissed off and throws him down a hill. Yeah. As oh, because we see. You yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, you can die too for all I care. And then she shoves him. Yeah. Yeah. Real hard. And then Humperdinck comes to go get him and she goes, oh, you're my Wesley. And she jumps off and they both roll down the hill. It's comic yep. relief. Yeah. And that's when they go to the fire swamp. Right, mm-hmm. right. With uh, R-U-S's. Yeah. And then, oh, no. For, don't forget the paws. Oh, of, oh, my God. Is this a kissing book? Oh, yeah. 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 It, cut, it, it cuts, cuts back. back. Yeah. yeah. Annoying. Just, we just well, fucking like, 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 do that like, at the same time? <laughs> yes. Oh, we're so lovers. <laughs> do you have six fingers? <laughs> no, but I'm on top. <laughs> <laughs> You sure you don't want to do it like the, the test of strength where I'm on top? And you go, this is not fair. I'm used to handling five guys. <laughs> that just made the podcast right there. Now I want five guys. What, the pizza yeah. or like dicks? The latter. They don't make pizza. Oh, dude. Uh, have you ever sucked six in a row? No. <laughs> Wait till the end of this episode. Never mind, let's go on. Let's go anyway, on. RUS is uh, Fire yeah. Swamp. So, yeah, we're in the Fire Swamp. Come to find out that there's two main dangers of the Fire Swamp. Three. One is, you know, the fires that'll just pop up. Which fire swamp. Wesley has timed out perfectly, by yeah. the way. Because they make weird, a pop like sound. The, yeah, they warn you before they're coming. It's like, what, he's the first guy to figure that one out? It's the first quick time event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, did either of you play Fallout New Vegas? Oh yeah, yep. a lot. Did you play weird, uh, weirdless waste, uh, weird wasteland as a perk? 
I don't think so. It's been so I don't long, remember. I don't remember. Yeah. So Weird Wasteland is a perk you could pick in the very beginning of the game. Okay. And it changes the game and makes it hilarious. So, for instance, when you first leave the first town after you get shot in the head, you find a refrigerator and you get a unique outfit and it's Indiana Jones's outfit from Crystal Skull. Nice, okay. <laughs> and then there's a, uh, you get one of the best rifles in the game really early because there's a tunnel called Fire Swamp that's not in the, oh. and you get something called the RUS Slayer and then all the mole rats are called RUSs. Nice. That's okay. Cool. And they all drop like unique stuff. Yeah. And it's like one, and it takes like 38s. So, like, you find that ammo anyway. Anyway, so um, if you ever want to play, I know you have Steam. I um, do. Next time you play uh, New Vegas, uh, but it hit the weird, weird wasteland. I'm it's, definitely going to hit that now. And also, too, they have a lot of X Files references and even the music when you walk into a certain area. And that's how you have like the the mothership Zeta. Stuff. Anyway, just saying because yeah, you no, said I'm, like <laughs> anyway, go on. Up. So go yeah. through the fire swamp. Yeah, so they go through the fire swamp. They can detect um, based on the cool quick time event. You know, it, it's three cracks, and then fire shoots up, and they figure that out. Um, and then uh, Buttercup's like, oh, okay. And then she takes one step forward, and boom, falls into quicksand. Yeah, he has to yeah. dive in and save her. And then we get to see our Rous, this giant skeever-looking rat thing. Mm-hmm. And just it kind of walks off as they come back up. Wesley you know, saves her, and yeah, climb yeah. back up the vine. And now, then do you she's have like, you guys what about- ever heard of um, quicksand porn? No. Did you know that's a real life, like Patreon pay for porno thing? That is weird. It is. Uh, Bert Kreischer, the comedian's really into it, and I thought it was fake. And I looked it up. And I'm like, holy shit. And to me, it's not like hot, but apparently because a lot of people grew up that were born in the 70s, in the 80s, like a lot of sitcoms and TV shows had like girls that were hot, like sinking in quicksand. So people like, fuck yeah, you know, and jerk off to it. Yeah, I swear to God, dude, look it up. Quicksand porn. It's a real thing. You don't have, I'm not saying jerk off to it. I'm just saying it is a genre of porn. (laughs) I'm surprised that I'm surprised that it exists. You know, rule 34. Yeah. Well, anyway, rule thirty-four. So, <clears throat> God, where were we? He gives his oh, whole yeah. backstory. So he comes as out. They're going. No, 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 no. Oh. He, we're at the point where he crawls out, and um, you know, she's like, you know, well, we got, you know, the the quicksand, we got the fire swamp. She's like, wait, Wesley, what about the RUSs? He's like, rodents of unusual size. I don't they're think just they a exist. they're just rumor. Yeah, I don't think they exist. And it immediately gets tackled by one and has yeah. to wrestle it. And it reminds me of Godzilla nineteen eighty five, how they fly. How it just looks oh, like yeah, they just yeah. threw him up it and yeah. then he has to catch it and fake wrestle with it. <clears throat> oh, that was a little person in a suit. Not, probably oh, not the one that I, got yeah, thrown yeah, in yeah. at first. But well, yeah, no, it was I a... mean, you know, hopefully, yes, but I mean, you know. No, throw them. They're light. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, Andre got to throw them, you know. As a... <laughs> toss me. I'll never make it. You'll have to toss me. Don't tell the elf. <laughs> But yeah, no. Then he's wrestling, you know, obviously an actor in a costume, a giant rat costume, and um, they're fighting back and forth. And he hears the pop scary and rolls him over yeah. at just the right time, burning yeah. his own shoulder, though. Well, no, he didn't get burned. He got bit. That's why he his shoulder hit oh, his oh, shoulder. Yeah, 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 yeah. into him, and he's like, ah, and then he hears the pops and rolls over and barbecues him. And then Still he picks cool up scene, his sword. Though. And slowly walks over to it and Deet. just, yeah, stabs Deet. it slowly three times. Deet. Slightly personal. And then he waits a second and he goes, Deet. like one more. <laughs> yeah. 
They escape the swamp, and this is where Humperdinck and his army like come over to him and say, she goes, he's like, run, princess, we'll go back in. And she's like, if I go with you, do you swear Wesley will be spared? And he, you know, he's like, of course, he will be spared. And then that's when Wesley catches the uh, six-fingered man because yeah. he, he, he notices the yeah. glove. You have six fingers in your right hand. Someone was looking for you, and he gets... Bopped. Yeah, yeah. I do like that he was being a dick to Prince Humperdinck, you know, because Prince Humperdinck rides up on him and he's just like, "Surrender!" And he's like, "You wish to surrender to me? Very well, I accept." <laughs> he's like, "Don't be a fool." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah," because he kind of respected him. He's like, "Oh God, this guy's jackass." <laughs> so now, now we get a uh, fun fact. By the way, um, the machine, you know, the torture machine, yeah, yeah. Um, eight millimeter. Uh, the the guy at the end, the name of the machine, based off this. No. Yes. Really? Yes. How? how? They, they, it's just a fun fact about this movie. You know the killer at the end of 8mm? Yeah, yeah. So, like, what? The writer was, like, a fan of yeah, that Prince machine? It was fan? like, I'm going to name my serial killer Well, because it's a torture porn, like, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I just... It's a fun fact that his name is the machine based off this movie. Okay. Like, you know, according also, to the internet. Fun- the internet's always right. <laughs> Can't put on the Even if I wrote true. that Reddit, I, I love the character name for the person is like taking care of him, like cleaning him up to be tortured. The albino character, yeah, it's literally just the albino. Who is that actor? I know him from something else. He's in Spinal Tap, dude. He is. Mm. He's in a bunch of things. I know he's in a bunch of things, but the funny thing is, he just forgoes the accent and just does his like normal like Boston Brooklyn accent yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Uh, he, he, I love it. He started doing it at first, and then he clears his throat, and then it's just yeah, he's, exactly. Yeah, he's like, "Where am I?" He's like, "The pit of despair." Don't even don't even think about trying to escape. And the funny thing about this machine is, it just got like okay. Two things that are funny about this machine. Did you know, and I'm not looking at you because I don't know how nerdy you are, Antonius, but zombies, did you know there was a Fallen Empire's magic card based off the machine? Is that McGrim? Or the rack? Soul Exchange. No? Soul Exchange. Okay. I didn't know that. It had the tubes on the cheeks and everything. Hmm. Nice. Because remember Fallen Empires, for every card they had three artworks? I didn't know they had that many. You didn't? Just- you didn't? No. Oh, dude. I anyway, I, I didn't know that, cards. but I'm not as much of a nerd as you guys, so. Dude, we were, he and I, I don't know, you told me this, or maybe, maybe it was you? Mm. I used to play DCI back in, like, the mid-90s, so, I mean, I gotta saw everyone's card that beat the shit out of me, even though I went to every comic book store. <laughs> and then when I was in my 30s and could afford them, I came for revenge. <laughs> I like how the music did that right there. <laughs> Oh, he knew what he was doing. I did. He knew yeah. exactly what He's he was like, doing. I've been doing podcasts for a minute. I know when the beat's going to drop. All right, go ahead. So they're in the, the with the machine. Uh, I have my notes here, yeah. but, you know, we yeah. just moving more than I. Yeah, uh, he's in there with the machine. Um, and then uh, Count Rugen, six-fingered man, you know, tells him, you know, it's like, I'm going to suck one year of your life away. So he activates the machine it's a bunch of levers and things mm-hmm. and water comes through at some point yeah, and, yeah, yeah. water comes that's how it's, it's powered gate valve yeah it's very eco-friendly mm-hmm. and <laughs> he's <laughs> green it's certified green. green it's certified green it's a green soul sucker 
Energy Star appliance. I love the the nipple suction cups on there. I do too. I, great. I don't know why I like the nipples. Uh, uh, they like, both give and, and take life away. And <laughs> also the cheeky ones, because it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Like what? It's torture. Yep. Okay, yeah. moving on. Just that's it. It's torture. It's like it's like yeah. Why is it on the nipples? It's torture. <laughs> it's it's good. So it's kind of like meats. it's kind of like coming up with I, the. I uh, feel like they're threatening me with a good time. <laughs> it, it's it's kind of like later with the uh, the bellows how they oh, re- yeah, resurrect yeah. him. But anyway, go on. Yeah. So, uh, he, what is he? He says something like he's like, and remember, oh yeah, it's after he tortures them. He's like, yeah, I've sucked one year of your life away. Now. How do you feel? And remember, this is for posterity. And just, <laughs> really? you know, he just—he's like, he's, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But then, uh, is this where uh, this? I think it's either Six Figure Man or Humperdinck. Is it Humperdinck comes down? No, Humperdink comes down a little later. bit later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now we go to um, Inigo Montoya. Yeah, we go to Inigo. Okay. And then, uh, and what is he doing? Oh yeah, yeah. He's, no, 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 he's, no. He's drunk. We go to Humperdinck and the uh, the gatekeeper guy, and he tells him the the plot uh, to kill his fiance, and he wants You're to right. clear out the thieves' forest, which mm-hmm. is very Robin Hood esque. Okay? Yes. Um, and so he's like, put together a brute squad and take them out. You know, I will not have her slain. Mm-hmm. And, and then so, the, the funny thing is, Inigo is drunk off his ass and fighting everyone off. And they're like, <laughs> uh, we can't get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so drunk and he's just like beating everybody by like laying down, just hung over, just like whatever. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. He's like stooped over. Like they got a dude like two hand holding a one handed mace. It looks super awkward. Yeah. Like, okay, you've obviously never touched this before. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, Inigo Montoya, he's just swatting him away and everything. Uh, and that's where uh, Physique comes back into the picture. Yep. And then he picks him up and then he... He, he sobers him the up. Crap, but he nurses him back to health. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he gives, gives him, him like potato soup. He and gives, yeah, him and then hot, he dumps him in water. hot and cold water. And, cold <laughs> water. and then Inigo goes, wait a minute. He bested my steel and he bested Physique's uh, uh, intelligence and your strength. We need this man to get my revenge on the six-figured man. I forgot how he finds out that the six-figured man is there, though. Oh, uh... Was he the one that invaded the forest? Yeah, he was there in the forest. And he, like, recognized... He he goes, because he hears um, the six-figured man... Oh, no, he hears uh, Wesley crying in pain. Oh, yeah, that's when he turns it up to 50. Yeah, uh, but that's because... uh, Princess Buttercup, you know, realizes that oh, she has the dream. Yeah, she has where the she's dream. you know, Princess Boo! Buttercup. Yeah, Boo! and I rubbish, think- filth, slime, oh, muck. Y- yes, Boo! Boo! And, I, and I think this Boo! is where we cut back to Fred Savage and the Grandpa, and that's kind of our segue into the next scene, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because he's because the Grandpa, uh, the kids, the freak guy was like, she married Humperdinck because he doesn't know it's a dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. right. It's like, what the fuck? Why'd you read me this? And book, he goes, do you, "Do you want me to stop? I yeah. can stop if it's too scary." You know that that's when we go back, and he goes, "Oh yes, Anigo Montoya." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Buttercup realizes it was just a dream. Gets up, goes to tell him. It's like, listen, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to have anything to do with you. I want to go back to Wesley. And he's like, "Okay, I'll, I'll make you a deal. Don't kill yourself. Mm-hmm. I'll send my four fastest ships to go look for him. If they don't, 
come back. You know, if they can't find him, yeah. uh, consider me as an alternative to suicide. Right. And she just kind of, whatever, I hate my life again, you know. <laughs> and uh, he gets really mad and he goes and he tells, you know, Wesley, it's like, you know, I hate you for this. You know, why couldn't she just go for me? And then cranks it up to 50. Yeah. And he just starts screaming loudly. And they go, oh, no, not to 50. Oh yeah, I forgot about that yeah. And he goes, No, don't wait, come back. Kind of yeah. like the whole Willy Wonka, like, yeah. oh, even though you know the other dude wanted to. And then he screams out so loud, that's when uh and Inigo hears yeah, it. Hears yeah. it. And that's when they all get back and together. And he's like, you know, that's the sound of uh, true pain. He's like, I know that sound. I made it once before when his uh, dad when was killed. Father killed. Yeah. yeah. So they go looking for him, they get close, and then they're like, Where is he? And then uh Inigo, the, the tree. Yeah. Well, Inigo uses his father's sword, yeah. summoning his father's soul to help Show him me. point the way. And uh, he goes right into a tree, and he's like, damn it. And he kind of leans over on the tree, all defeated and everything, and By hits the a way, switch. According, yeah. according to uh, 1989's Advanced Dungeons Dragons uh, second edition, he <laughs> must be at least a level four paladin in order to use the Divining Rod spell with a holy sword. Just saying. Just saying. Extenuating yeah. circumstances. Oh, the reason they had to use the sword is because they tried to ask the uh, the albino, and he wouldn't give anything up. And he's like, "Physic, chug his memory," and he oh, he just smashes him really yeah. hard. He falls over dead. And just, I think I chugged him a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many great moments in this movie, man. Yeah. So they go down there, find Wesley, and it's like, oh, he's dead. Well. Take him with us, I guess. I don't know what the thought process. Well, because they knew about the miracle worker. Oh, they knew about Miracle Max. Yeah, they okay. knew about the miracle worker, so they they pick him up and take him to try and save him. And this is uh, Billy Crystal, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Miracle Max. And then the wife was Gene Wilder. Speaking of which, is real wife, if I'm not mistaken. That was Gene Wilder's wife. I don't know that hmm. for sure. Yeah, because when she died, uh, he he became a recluse. Hmm. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's her. Hey, if I'm wrong, remember, send your comments and complaints and criticisms to knifepartypod at uh, yahoo.com. But I'm pretty sure Gilda Radner, that was Gilda Radner, right? I'm not 100%. I'd yeah. have to go back and look. I'm Anyway, I'm pretty sure that was Gene Wilder's li uh, wife. If, if I'm wrong, actually, I'm going to make a podcast coming up of just my clerical errors on a lot of stuff where I re-listen to podcasts and go, okay, I was wrong about this. Here's a correction. I was wrong about this. And yeah, so so it's I'll put that channel. on the list. But I'm pretty sure... Yeah, there's going to be a lot. <laughs> it's going to be the longest podcast we've ever had. <laughs> because I used to check every date to the, to the fucking day. And now I just go, ah, it was 1985. And then it's like, that was 1987. I go, still... Close yeah. enough. Close enough. You they weren't born yet, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> to be fair, we have all been drinking. Oh yes. I'm not going to do it. No. Damn. Okay. One all per right. day. You shouldn't have said anything. He was going to go for it. He's like, oh, he no, was not going to go for it. it. Look, it's like we can't. It's our gimmick. You Fine. can't overdo it. It's not like pro wrestling where you start with your entry music and you end with your entry music. Even though we might. Um, <laughs> You can't just, you know, okay. I, I, I've been to be faring too much, to be fair. <laughs> it, it, it's like the, it's like hitting the F5. You can do it like eight times in a row and it's still good. No, no. You could hit Suplex City eight times in a row, Suplex. but you can only hit the F5 once unless it's Roman Reigns and he kicks out. Then you could do it once on the outside 
and then go for it again, and then he gets out of it, and then you put him in the Kimura, and you make him tap. But Roman Reigns never taps, so then the Usos come out, and they interrupt, and they they do uh, stereo super kicks, and then they put you on tables, and then you lose because Roman Reigns will never submit because it will ruin his character and end his push. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Princess Miracle Bride. Max. We're talking Miracle about Max. Miracle Max. So the greatest part about this, they give him like a life pill, and they don't know if it'll work, but before they test well, it out to see if he's really dead or just kind of dead, yeah. and they put in the bellows well, of like... Mostly dead. Oh, mostly dead, and they put it in, and he goes, Shh, true love. Oh, my friends, he's only mostly dead, but the only reason why he wants to do it is because he wants revenge on Humperdinck, because Humperdinck, like, you know... And also because it's true, but wife is like, no, no, no. Yep. Well, cause the whole thing is he's trying to be like, oh, he didn't say true love. He said uh, to blade, which means uh, to so, lie. So he was in a game of cards and cheated, you know? And it's like, no, he said true love. And he's like, and he, I love she her starts accusing she comes, him. She's like, liar, liar. <laughs> By the way, um, speaking of like our, you know, kind of like political climate and everything else. Again, this movie is beyond cancellation because these are the most Jewish stereotypes you'll ever find in a movie. But they're played by Jews. So Well, not only hello. that, not only that, but it's so hilarious and just like tongue in cheek. You can't even be mad at it. It's you hilarious. You can't be mad at it. It's perfect. It is. It's I don't know if you ever like sold stuff as a kid door to door. I've knocked on that door. <laughs> you know, in fact, my nana was just like that. No. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, she convinces him, like, no, he said true love, and you know, you're like, ever, you've been like this ever since, you know, your thing with Prince Humperdinck, and he's like, ah, you can't say the name. She's like, Humperdinck, 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 and then he's like, fine, whatever, and she convinces him that you know it's true love. And he's gonna um, give her the give pill. Wesley a, a magic pill. Yeah, and he put she, didn't he put chocolate on the outside? Yeah, it helps yeah. it go down helps easier. It go down easier, dude. Yeah. And, and the it, thing it's is, like fifteen minutes for full potency, and you shouldn't go swimming for at least at least forty five minutes. And That's the right. thing <laughs> is so big, it looks like a fucking spherical quaalude. Good news, <laughs> it's a suppository. <laughs> Dude, I would no. It wasn't supposed. I would rather that go there than down the throat because I have a shit gag reflex, <laughs> which is surprising for all of you that, listening. No, hold on. <laughs> reasoning. You though. guys do not know how many medications slash supplements I have to take, and there's been times where I took them and I'm like, oh, I can't go on, <laughs> and you have to like drink out of the sink. To, oh, I get. Oh, I'm about okay. to throw up just thinking. Anyways, about it. so. They collect them. They go up to the castle gate. Yep, because they uh, have to try and stop the wedding that's just happening that night. That night. And so they get out in front of the castle gate. And there apparently was originally supposed to be 30 guys. But they beefed it up to 60 because why the heck not? Yep. And they're starting, they're not to, do a the, yet. starting to do combat math. And it's like, okay, how many can you take? And he's like, you know, I don't think I've more only than 10. Took 12 or dozen. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that leaves, you know, 12 for me. Not even on my best day, you know, yeah. just not going to happen. So they're trying to figure out how to do it. And Wesley wakes up. Yep. But not all of him. It's basically just his head. And he can't even <laughs> hold his head up. So he has Fezzik holding his head up. He's holding his head up. It's okay. <laughs> It'll be okay. 
Have fun storming the castle, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a good one. You moved your little finger. You should be happy. Can you take on 15? Put the lotion in the fucking basket. Put lotion in the fucking basket. <laughs> Sorry, Give I, me I, the I dog. I had to. I had to. Give me oh, the fucking dog. Wait, was she a great big fat person? Was she a great big fat person? <laughs> God, that fucking line. Uh, you guys have done What did we got to do? Science right? No, we haven't. Okay, so this is this is going to happen. Eventually. I mean, Season two. I told you, dude. We, I told you our list keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah. Yes, it definitely does. Where you know that's <laughs> that's one of the movies I don't own. This is where um, Andre comes in with "I'm the Grand Private Robert," oh, and he's wearing the like the the, 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 the cloak, cloak, cloak. Yep. Yeah. as as uh, Wesley's trying to gain strength, and he only has movement of his neck, and he goes, "I have an idea." Do we have a cart? And he goes, a cart? And that's when he comes out. Oh, oh and, yeah. And, and he's set on fire? Yeah, By the yeah. Way? set him on fire. Yeah. The super bad. comes for your soul. And then he pulls his best undertaker, and everyone runs away. And this is where he lifts up the castle gate. Yeah. Yep. And this is where uh, Iningo he uh, runs in. And uh, he's Count Rugen. There you go. And then uh, melee ensues mm -hmm. all the way around, right? So we get a meanwhile. Meanwhile, exactly. Oh yeah, one of the best performances. And God, I could do it a lot better, but I got to the pain. No, no, no. Before that, that's oh. later. Yeah, yeah, we get a bunch. We of see, stuff. Uh, we see them. You know, walking, getting ready to go to the wedding ceremony, and. She's like, you know, oh, I'm going to kill myself before morning. And then the king is just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Come on, let's go. She doesn't care. Oh, yep. that's marriage. Yeah, we're oh, at the marriage after? scene. That's after. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. before, yeah, we get to uh, marriage. Yeah. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. And it's just this whole thing. <laughs> I love this movie so much. They That was what the pastor opened with at Have my you, wedding. Nice. Oh, my God. You're not the only one. Did you know a lot of people, like a lot of priests? Yeah, I know. Um, when I got married, I uh, I was just asking, uh, you know, the priests. I'm like, do a lot of assholes, like, write their own vows and do all that stuff? And then he told me, he goes, you know what? I hit all kinds of weird shit. And I go, just, I tipped him like 50 bucks, you know, because you're supposed to tip him, you know. This is, this is a long time ago when 50 bucks was a lot more than what you think, <laughs> all right? This is like six, 15 years ago. And he said, um, you know, someone tips me $200, I'll do an all Klingon vow. Wow. Yeah. Like all in Klingon. He yeah. goes, that's a thing. Okay, he can't make it like they're fucking weird if he can speak Klingon. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's you, bud. <laughs> well, no, dude, he got somebody to request, dude. He yeah. literally had to learn how to do and it. He learned how to do it, and then <laughs> and then on his like little website, if you request them, and this was in uh, Sparks um, at the Nugget, you know, like the, the big Nugget. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. And then um, I said, well, what's like one that's kind of not that obnoxious? And he goes, oh, dude, one out of every ten or twenty is the Princess Bride. I go, what? Yeah, and he goes, dude. It's quite common. It, I was, I knew it was, but I was fine with that. Yeah. And and uh, <clears throat> it's your day, or whatever. He, he said, dude. Most pastors that are like not religious, that are just like certified or whatever, that's like one of the first things they learn. 
mm-hmm. because you're guaranteed like a like a really good tip. Okay. Because you know, um, as they they only get paid like a hundred or two hundred dollars for like the paperwork and everything else like that. So if you like you know give them a, like a hundred two hundred dollar handshake. They'll do whatever the fuck you want. Right. You know, a lot of them won't do like crazy shit like Wiccan weddings or not that a Wiccan wedding is bad um, or like a satanic wedding, which mm, that's different. But they go, it's fun to do it because a lot of people cosplay and it's like at Renaissance fairs oh, and stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah, like they pay for your beer and like pay for your ticket in and, the, and you go, marriage, and you do the whole thing. So <laughs> apparently that's not, is not common. It's like usually like 5% of marriages is that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad it happened. It's, I'd rather- pretty dope. I, I can't wait- to see it on a military farm when you pick your religion, because you know Jedi's on there. I can't wait till it says Princess Bride is religion. <laughs> the the, the Church mean, of Saint Vecini. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Church of Humperdinck. Yes. All right, go on. All right, all right. So now, so now yeah, some the now wedding, some, and some, they hear yeah they hear the storming of the castle going on outside. Because yada 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 yada. I do I do right. Yeah. <clears throat> Please skip to the end. Man and wife. See man and wife. Man and wife. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even agree. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. Yeah, she gets well, yeah, pissed off. This is where the king is escorting her back to the mm-hmm. room, and she gives him a kiss, and he asks, like, what is that for? She goes, well, after tonight, I won't be seeing you anymore. And he's like, why? She goes, oh, I'll be killing myself. And he goes, and, and he, he nice, just dear. smiles. Yeah, and then he turns to his wife, and he's like, "She kissed me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dirty old man stuff. I love that. I, I, you know why? It's, it's, God, it's this movie is just is so fucking charming that <laughs> something so dark is just like whatever. Yeah, God, such a good movie. Uh, where are we now? With okay, are we so to yeah, the pain uh, yet? Not yet. No, because oh, okay. uh, right now it's the chase between Count ah, Rugen and okay. Inigo and he tells Fezzik you know he needs him and he's like because he's trying to beat down this door to get to him and he's like Fezzik I need you please and he's like alright and he comes up to it and he sees Inigo just throwing himself into the door throwing himself he's like stop push just, his door just blows, blows up yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it's like a one shot yep and then Fezzik kind of just wanders off at this point. No, so he goes back. So he left Wesley like hanging on this coat of armor, this uh, suit of mm-hmm. armor. Uh, and when and this is one of my favorite scenes. When Fezzik comes back, he expected to still be there, but he's gone. So he just starts looking around in circles mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I thought I put him there, but maybe <laughs> I put him over there. Maybe he's over there. He's just so confused. And the music is like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun, yeah. yeah. The, the music, like, mi- I swear, the music it makes this movie because it is so cheesy at times, but it like hits when it's supposed to. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially with like, you think you're gonna get the fight between Inigo and Rugen. So like, Inigo, <clears throat> you know, takes his sword out. Rugen takes his sword out, starts to point, and just turns and fucking runs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, this is my third favorite scene. The my name is Igor Montoya. Yeah. You can well. Laugh. It doesn't start with that. It, it starts with you know him uh, chasing him, coming around the corner. Count Rugen pulls out a really cool looking boot knife. And hold on, is there anybody else that cannot help but noticing that goddamn fruit bowl? <laughs> like that fruit bowl. I, I'm always watching the movie. Like, is that a real fruit bowl or is that like what your grandmother had like on the table? That's I think like- it was like what the grandmother had. Yeah, yeah. it was fake. Anyway, 
So he takes the boot knife out and just waits, and then Inigo comes flying around the corner right in time to catch a dagger right to the shut. Oh, yeah, it is in the gut. I thought yeah. it was the shoulder. You know, you're that, right. No, the sword's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes that noise. And then, you know, he's just kind of, you know, doing bad guy monologue at this point. So let's talk about... And then about Inigo stands up. Real quick, this is what good writing is. You have an A, B, C story plot line all coming to climax at the same time. Right. You have the... I love climaxing at the same time. Well, I mean, you've never been in a three-way where you all come at the same time. <laughs> um, at least not that I know of. I could tell you stories. Anyway, going back to the movie, though. Um, that's rated PG. Uh <laughs> You have this great sword fight, plus the which is really awesome. Plus, you have the to the pain at the same time, plus like the murder suicide plot that's going to happen. Go on. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just saying you got to appreciate good writing when yes. good writing is there. It is good writing, especially because we get probably the, one of the best scenes in the movie where he's like, you know, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. As he's you know trying to fight him. And still getting like stabbed, and you know getting... he gets stabbed on one shoulder, and then the other, and then the other shoulder. Yeah, and, and he then keeps... doesn't he scar him too again? Or no, no, no. Uh, he does it to uh, Regan. Ah, that's but... when he starts getting him back. Yeah. yeah. So he keeps saying it louder and uh, keeps fighting back stronger. You know, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And he keeps just beating him, and eventually he's screaming it at him, and he's like, "Stop saying that." So <laughs> check just this gets out. Irritated with him. I. There was a thing online where an English major looked at uh, scripts and movies, and this English major, she said that that paragraph is the most perfectly written paragraph of all time. It has an introduction. Hello. My name is Ego Mentoria. And then you have a past action verb. You killed my father. And then it has a uh, post-action verb prepare to die so it's like it's perfect here's my introduction here's what you did here's the finality so apparently in all of movies ever written that is the best line ever except for gary Oldman says i've crossed oceans of time to find you which also if you think about it, well anyway all i'm saying is mm -hmm. an english major said out of every movie she's ever seen that is the most perfect line ever written as far as grim grammilier uh, uh, uh if one were to yeah, grammatical yeah. thank you thank yeah. you so i should bump it up another point i think it should be perfect <laughs> so moving on um yeah eventually I you up the last time he uh you know screams at him you know he actually disarms him and the first thing he says is offer me money and count rugan says all that i have and more and then what is it? He's like, offer me money. And then, oh yeah, he says, everything I want and more. And he's like, yes, all of it, please. Because yeah. he's begging for Doesn't his life. Doesn't he at say this point. beg for your life too after that or something? Some, yeah. Yeah. And then, but he keeps like hitting him and giving him the scars that right. he yeah, got. He has. Yeah. yeah. He gives him what they call the Irish smile. And he's like, everything you want and more. And he's like, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. And then shanks him just right, yeah. right in the chest. Yeah. It's a Runs really him all cool the way scene. through. It's, yeah. it's it's a great scene. He goes he goes from sternum to span uh, to spine. Yeah, uh, it's, all the way through. Yeah, yeah, to the hilt. To yeah. the hilt. Yeah, hilt to the pain. Yeah. So <laughs> now, yeah, now to the pain. To the pain. Now yeah. I don't know when I rewatch this dude. Carrie Elwes stops being funny because when you actually see his eyes, and you actually see his mouth, like the way he explains his eyes like sea after the storm. 
he is like, <laughs> he goes to the bathroom, goes, no, to the pain, to the pain. What is that? And he goes, first, I'll cut out your eyes and then I'll cut out your tongue so you cannot speak and I'll cut off your hands so you cannot move and I will cut off. And then he goes, oh, what about my ears? And he goes, no, you'll keep those. So that way, every babe and every lady that walks by will see you and you can hear their wretched cowls. And he goes, you're bluffing. He goes, maybe. Maybe I'm bluffing. Maybe I'm just lying here trying to get my strength. But what if I'm not? And then he kind of sits up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And Humperdinck's like, fuck this out. <laughs> yeah. But, but, just, but, oh, God. Yeah. All confidence immediately this, gone as soon as he stands up. This monologue is so good because... It's not what he says. It's his facial expression. Yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking dismember you. I'm mm -hmm. not going to kill you. I'm going to dismember you. And here's why I'm cutting off this. Here's why I'm cutting off this. And here's why I'm going to spare you this. And it's so like what a chimpanzee would do. I'm going to rip out your eyes. I'm going to bite off your fingers. I'm going to rip out your genitals. I'll, I'll let you keep your ears. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone can so hear dark. You know, yeah. the screams of you know what is that wretched creature in your perfect ears and yes. I love how like Humperdinck gets all scared and like prances over holding yeah, like his thing like yeah, a dress oh, yeah. and, like, drop your sword. sword at that moment I'm like that's badass and he drops it have a seat he just kind of wiggles his sword and he just you know, See ya. G gathers his cloak and just kind of sashays over it, <laughs> sits down. Dude, yeah. it and yeah. also tie him up. And the, as soon as he's tied up, he takes a step forward and he just kind of falls a little bit. In all seriousness, and I've done this to people bigger than me, have you ever been in an argument and you went, sit, and pointed at a chair? And they do, and you're like, oh, oh, I have this conversation. Yeah. And then you kind of feel bad for them to not no. have a. No, I'm a giant. I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, but dude, you outweigh me by at least a hundred pounds. Oh yeah, nah, actually not, not anymore. Oh, anyway. I'm over three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're over three. Yeah, yeah. You're not over like three fifty though. Probably. Really? All right. So you do outweigh me, but I've had people outweigh me by at least a hundred, and I went sit. Like we need to talk. Yeah. For real. And when they do, you're like, did I just? demasculate the shit out of you you did yeah so and uh, you know what's really cool is when you do it to a chick that's like a nine and a half <laughs> and you're like oh your look so gone anyway uh the, the the reason why this is such a cool powerful scene is that wesley is tapped out there's no way he has to win oh yeah Humperdinck could have like killed him like that but do you know he uses his like pirate powers that he got from sailing the seas <laughs> yeah yeah, he, oh, he didn't even mention about the legacy of Pirate Roberts, about how um, there is no real Dread Pirate Roberts. It's right. a title passed down. Yep. And he took it from the guy who was, in who was named Ryan, yeah. of all things. And <laughs> the funny thing about it, too, is that Anigo Montoya later takes it. At least it's, it's alluded. It's, it's alluded. alluded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, uh, at this point, though, you final yeah. f finish this off. Well, yeah, dude. finish. Yeah, so not only does he do the whole, you know, badass drop your sword, tie him up, and everything. When he falls, you know, it's to try and save his own image. Humperdinck's like, "You were bluffing. I knew you were bluffing. I knew he was bluffing." And then Buttercup, and then Buttercup puts a sword to him. And he's just, "Okay, I'm just sitting here now." Yeah. At this point, you know, they have to escape, and 
they just go out the window and yeah. Andre's waiting there and he goes, I found four white horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, Goodbye, just like, horses. <laughs> See how I combined it all he together? Did. He was waiting for that. I knew it was coming. I don't yeah. even have to play it. No. All right. Sorry. God. Anyway, so uh, he's like, Fessick? You did something right. He's like, don't worry. I won't let it go to my head. <laughs> and then without asking or like, hey, catch me, Princess Buttercup just yeets herself out of the window and, and just is, into the arms of- fluttering yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah. The shitty thing is when you know how bad that hurt his like fucking body and his knee, like, oh, dude, it's hard to watch because, you know, it's kind of like when you see someone get hit in the face with a chair and like- Unforgiven 1998 when like Stone Cold or sorry not Stone Cold um when the rock hits like mankind full force and you're like oh shit that's a concussion he does it again and again this scene's hard to watch for me just because knowing how much how pain he was up. yeah right right and and it's like this is a feel good movie but just knowing what I know it's like Ugh. but yeah. it's a happy ending all nonetheless yep and then uh, they all get on the four white horses and right off into the sunset. And oh, and then it cuts back to Fred Savage, and he goes, oh, you don't want to know the end. It's too much yeah, kissing. Yeah, it's a kissing part. And he's like, well, you know, I guess I could hear that part. <laughs> you know, and then he reads it off, and they kissed, and they lived happily ever after. The end. Yes. So, final thoughts. We all gave this, uh, I gave it a 99, you gave it a 99, yeah. uh, Antonius, and you I gave it a 100? one, a full 100. It's a, a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. You know, you have no notes. you have one movie to give a hundred and one percent. You could This is that then. This is the one This is that? Yeah, this is my okay. favorite movie of all time. So this is one of the only movies that is certified stainless at a hundred percent then. I'm for it, yes. Okay. So we so the movies that are certified stainless thus far. Are Robocop, the first Terminator, Predator, and Princess Bride. Yeah. That's 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 a very good yeah. elite four. Yeah. It's a very good that's elite solid. four. Solid. Yeah. There's a there's an odd man out there, but it's still a great movie. Well, here we go. Look, now, Batman Forever is just not gonna make it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was one of the most it I think it is the most downloaded cinema court though. <laughs> God. I, gross so, miscarriage of justice. I'm filing an appeal. So, two questions. First off, do we combine? Because we did a good full episode before our power crashed. Mm -hmm. Should we combine these? Because if we do, this will be our longest episode of all time. Oh, really? Almost three hours. Holy we're, crap! Yeah, we're at about. If I combine, we're them, counting downtime. No, uh, no, no. Uh, without downtime, we're oh, at God. we're at two hours and change. I could talk about this Whoa, movie all day. It's a wow. fantastic. Movie. So we could we could keep it as is, or we could split it up. I think probably split it up. What yeah, do you probably split it up? You yeah. think so? Yeah. Okay, so I guess what? Um, I could do intros for both and split it up, but I don't know. We'll man. do an, do an outro of just you know, power went out here. Follow for part two. Or okay, or whatever. we could we could do that. We could do that. Yeah. We could do that real quick. Uh, but I mean, you know, hey, Princess Bride deserves two episodes. I think it yeah. does. It's a fantastic movie. And any final thoughts? Um, any you know? Any Remake it with Muppets. Remake it, it with, with Muppets. Muppets. <laughs> okay, it's gonna be so good. All right. So uh, from all of us at the Knife Party, remember be kind, rewind, follow us at uh, Knife Party Pod wherever you get that. It's also at Yahoo.com. Remember, we do have our own app, and that's at the uh, Podbean app. Just look up the Knife Party, 
And um, you know what? Uh, tell your friends and all the other good shit. You got anything? Promote there, H1N1. Uh, I actually do. Uh, local filmmaker in Vallejo. Uh, she's so- shown me some of her stuff recently. Uh, check out. Uh, can we get her on? Can we get her on the show when she has a finished product? I'm sure she would love to. She has a couple smaller projects I'd like to have her on. But uh, if you guys could go check her out for me, uh, it's my friend uh, Tevin. Uh, look her up, uh, Tevi. Oh God, what was her thing? Well, you, we'll stall for a second. How about you, uh, Antonius? I know you're working on a music project, and we will feature you guys here. What's going on with that? Yeah, yeah. So the group name is called Peregrine. We're like a post-rock uh, group, and yeah, it gets pretty heavy, and we're in the process of recording right now, and hopefully in the next month or two, uh, by the time this uh, episode comes out, uh, we'll have some ready for you guys. Also, too, I hear it. eventually, I want you guys' first live cast in here. That would be kind of sick, too. Yeah, yeah. That would be... I mean, look at all the equipment you got. <laughs> you guys just plug and play, and we'll... Oh, we need our own stuff. Okay, well, you know, whatever you want. It's not that we have $10,000 with the equipment. $10 with the equipment. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Well, now that Victoria um, Phillips doesn't know my uh, address here at the cutting room floor, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Okay, so cool. Yeah. So, oh, uh, follow my friend uh, Tevin Thompson, Tevi underscore Tev on Instagram. Remember, too, we do this podcast for free, and it's not free to us. So, really, for $1 at the Patreon for everything we give you, it's not a bad fucking deal. And all the, the, all the cool merchandise and everything else on the bonus podcast, this is my only source of income right now. Um, and uh, these guys, I try to give them whatever I can. Um, this is not just a hobby anymore right now. This is, like I said, my only source of income. So think about donating a dollar and think about all the free episodes you get. I mean, for one buck, you get four hours more, plus you're two weeks ahead, plus you have everything archived. And I'm not shilling out or or begging. I'm just asking, dude, if you like this, even if you don't have one dollar, which I know you do, fucking tell a friend. Yeah. Download, like, you know, rate, do whatever you can to spread Share. the word. Yeah, there you go. And uh, from all of us, I think I have some videotapes to return and some intros to record. Be <laughs> kind, everybody. See ya. What about the rewinding? Uh, that's not my line. That's your line. <laughs> well, you said be kind. You're supposed to <laughs> say rewind. <laughs> all right, whatever. Just rewind the fucking shit. Let's get the fuck out of here, shall we? <laughs> right. <laughs>